I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. We are so delighted you are here with us for another fantastic episode. This is what? Episode 116? So 116. Y'all, she's got notes. I got notes. Don't look at my notes. So so thorough. Don't look at my notes. If I didn't look at the notes, how would I know I'm the one doing the intro? Because I told you. (laughs) It's like, hey, you're doing the intro this week. Because usually you're the one who's like, hey, you're doing the intro this week. And then I have a slight panic. <laughs> oh, a balloon. It's like American Beauty. Oh, there's a balloon. Also, there's probably a sobbing toddler somewhere in Parkdale right now. Nah. Or a homeless person. <laughs> Why would a homeless person be walking around with a balloon? It's Toronto. Why are there crabs on the subway seats? That is, yo. <laughs> we can talk about that in a minute. Did you, go, did you deep dive on that at all? Um, no, just... On who it was who left crabs oh, on the seat? No, who was it? Oh, no, we'll get to it. Okay. Friends, we'll, right. we'll get to that in a little bit. We have preamble to get to. You might have just wandered in off the street and be like, what is this? And how do I get more of it? And who are these people are talking these people? at me? If you are, listen, it's not too late. I know sometimes you go into long running things and you're like, I can't, I can't start Game of Thrones now. Like, no. it's like six seasons in. I'm here to tell you, you can, you could... Do not be afraid by the fact that this is episode 116. We make it so easy for you to go back and listen to all other 115 plus of our episodes. Way easier than any of the other channels that make television and then don't provide a way for you to watch it because you're in Canada and then cancel things that you love. Well, okay. We'll get to it. It's been a very emotional week here around Stately Geek Down Manor. We will get to that. And this is also not like the sort of thing where if you just start binging, you're going to get like a vague threatening email from your internet service provider telling you to stop acquiring the things you're watching no don't reply to those letters don't ever reply to those just pretend that they don't exist pretend you never got them (laughs) and enjoy and enjoy the fact that we live in canada and there are only so many things that they can do to us which isn't very much but if you want to listen to all other hey divix hey divix what's going on oh you guys guys recording a pocket (laughs) i just want to say hey and remind you to update (laughs) no divix every hour it is so much easier for you to just go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod and give us a follow on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live and listen to all of our archives. Yeah, it's all there. Laid out for you. It's beautiful. Just pick whatever you want. You randomly go into something. Though I have heard that for many people, they will start at the beginning and slowly throughout the year catch up and they start to get really sad because all of a sudden they get one episode a week. Welcome to our lives. Yeah. Space it out, guys. <laughs> we, we only get to do this once a week. Yeah. So. So there. Welcome to our world. If you're like, that is too much work. I have things to do. I have places to go. I have a fixed gear bike and I wear a motorcycle helmet while I ride it. You are a horrible person, first I'm, of all. I'm terrible. I call Parkdale Vegandale. Oh. Oh. I, I leave crabs on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I encourage Toronto to be weirder. I... Slack line in Trinity Bellwoods Park. I yell at pedestrians. I live in Liberty Village. <laughs> We're just really on a roll. <laughs> if you're one of those people, we understand you're not doing any work because, you know, you've got a startup. <laughs> 
You've got you've got, you've got Bitcoin to farm. <laughs> You can't be. It takes up all of your time. And, and t-shirts to do that painting thing where you press stuff down. Silk screening. Silk screening. I've got Bitcoin to farm. I've got t-shirts to silk screen. I have a fixed gear bike to ride while wearing a motorcycle helmet. There's too much to do. Can't these just be brought to me? You're going to have to do one thing. I'm very sorry. But if while you're at SoundCloud, you see a button that says subscribe with a familiar logo on it that you will clearly recognize because you're a fucking hamster because you own all the devices that have something on it. Said the guy who's really thinking about getting a new iPad next month. It will take you to Apple podcasts. When you go to Apple podcast, that is how the, 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 the geek down symbol, what's the geek down symbol look like? It was just the word comf. Is that what we decided? I think it was just, it's just comf. It's just the word comf gets lit up across the sky and your man. Oh yeah. hits these streets. That's the sound of Sir Chauncey Frostilicus the third personal trainer, project management professional, doctor, and geek down internet elf. Probably a lawyer. <laughs> Probably a lawyer. Well, he's known to Republic, so it's yeah. 60, 60% of the way there. Yeah. He's coming to bring those takes directly to your ear hole. But you don't have to do, gently, and you don't have to do anything. That's yeah. it. You just hit subscribe every week. Episodes go to your device. That's it. If, while you're waiting for pedestrians to cross the street and you don't feel like mowing them down this time, um, and you're just like hanging there and you're changing the song to some other crazy indie band that no one's ever heard of, and once they do, you'll stop listening to them. Um, if you want to like put a rating and maybe like leave a comment... On, know, on Apple Podcasts? I know you're not used to liking things or publicly liking things. But... But if you could give us like a four or five. Like, we're pretty underground. We are we are very underground. We are so underground. We're yes, bat cave underground. We are really underground. So you should be supporting that. Yeah. And then you can be like, see, look, I liked them way before everybody else. Timestamp, son. Yeah. Own it. Put on a shirt. There you go. But if you're concerned about this whole idea of somebody dripping things into your ear hole, even if they're delightful takes like ours. And it was not recommended to you by Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Ew. 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 Hey, she wants me to put a crystal egg up my vagina, okay? What? You have not, you don't know about this? Well, I don't, I'm not, I don't get, I don't get vagina Google alerts, so I don't know what's, <laughs> what's happening. Are you sure you don't though? <laughs> but up, but <laughs> Um, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, so that's not the weirdest thing, but yes, if you were concerned about this whole process, how it comes to you, what is going on, why we sound so amazing, you can go to any of our socials. Yeah. One of them's Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Another one is Instagram. Insta, as the kids say. The Insta. Uh, We'll take your Insta or your Finsta. We don't care. I don't know what that means, but Fence yeah. Is, Fence is your fake Instagram <gasps> that you used to like creep on people and, and like, it's like your meme account. You mean I need to have two? A lot of, a lot of the kids have two. Yeah. <sighs> at least. Man, it's hard to stay with the times. I prefer either mail, geekdownpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, she means email. <laughs> and regular mail, but I'm not giving you my address. Uh, at geekdownpod. I mean, Jim, uh, I got all confused. It's all falling apart. I was doing it so well. Geekdownpod at gmail.com. There you go. Did you write the first time? <laughs> and finally. It's the, it's the empty mall of internet culture. Um, but we love it because we're old. <laughs> it's uh, facebook.com. The music never stops. The music keeps going. You don't you know, know where it is or how to make it stop. <laughs> it's, uh, and, it's, and it's almost closing time. The hollow echoey sounds. <laughs> Of Toto's Africa. All the stores have their gates almost closed. <laughs>
It's all about imagery here, folks. And you're like, can I go in? I only like five, I only like five seconds. I really want to get that DVD. Yeah, but I don't want the the owner looks like a bitch. Oh, Should I be really mad? And they're be standing there, and I'm about to walk up, and they're going to be like, sir. Just so you know, we're closing in five minutes. I mean, like, yes, I know. I have a yeah. watch. Like, <laughs> And I could see the gate have closed. And I could see your angry faces and your sore feet. Uh, That's Facebook. <laughs> the gate is three quarters closed. But y'all are still there refusing to leave. Just yeah, we about. are. Us with our Angela Lansbury <laughs> Facebook pages and Murder, She Wrote fan clubs. Anyway, if you want to swing by our kiosk. <laughs> well, Toto is really coming through. <laughs> Can't let the course play. We'll get sued. <laughs> Can't make it stop. You can swing by our kiosk, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. And we will be happy to serve you. We will be. Well, we won't actually be, but you will never know. <laughs> You'll never know how surly we are. If you ever want to get some acting experience, just become a customer service representative <laughs> mm-hmm. at major Canadian retailer or others. Well, I think that's it. Oh, except mm. if you've gotten to this part and you're like, I am intrigued and fascinated <laughs> about these strange characters I've come across on the internet. You know what I would like to do? Throw nickels at them on the street. <laughs> Watch them, them scurry on the ground to sweep them up. <laughs> well, we can't do that because we don't know where you are. We would if we did, but we don't. So we can only offer you a virtual alternative. Which is our Patreon account, which is www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. There, there are show notes and bonus episodes and all kinds of stuff. Yes, including the Geek Down playlist sometimes, which somebody was supposed to do this week. Just remembered that, and now I'm having slight heart palpitations. <laughs> oh, it's just like my worst nightmare where I forget <laughs> that I have homework to do the next day. <laughs> and that there are spiders. <laughs> yep, and you're naked. <laughs> no, I'm never naked. Never naked? No, I'm always very practically dressed. <laughs> Even in her dreams, <laughs> very practically dressed. Sometimes I have a fanny back. Let's bring those back, folks. <laughs> so sometimes we do those things, and uh, sometimes we forget. But most of the times, we're pretty good about it. But you can learn all about that stuff at our Patreon campaign, the tiers with which you can... Support. That's the word. Support this podcast to ensure that we can continue to do things like, oh, I don't know, get a third microphone. Yeah. So we don't have to repeat what happened. <laughs> Last week. Last week. Hey, friends, do you like this? <laughs> that was People fun. People talking really far away. That was fun, right? Yep. <laughs> it was super fun. fun. It's fun for everybody. We don't want to do that anymore. No, we want to have people present in the now. And th- thanks, thanks to Travis for uh, the <laughs> the offer of a headset mic. The next time we have a guest, but it's got to be XLR, my dude. Yeah. Technical terminology, but thank you for the thought. Uh. Yes, microphone, SoundCloud hosting is going to be coming up soon. We yep. we got expenses, y'all. We got thing costs we got to cover to bring you this content every month. And so if you're enjoying it and you're like, yeah, more of that, and people being weird, but funny. <laughs> but funny. Because everyone could use a good laugh these days. <laughs> Whether it's at us or with us, we don't care. Uh, if you want to support that endeavor, please go to our Patreon. Yes, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Kate? Yeah. What's up? I have a snack concern. I'm sorry, a snack concern? A snack concern, a snack complaint, a snack, however you want to phrase it. Um, this is alarming. I, I, I too was alarmed. Two things that need to be uh, noted. Apparently, I am now the age where my fiber intake needs to be something I'm concerned about. Oh, well, you didn't go to a doctor, so... I just had a day where where 
the waste management system wasn't wasn't kicking the way the way it usually does. Right. And the only math I could figure out was like, well, I've eaten pretty much straight up garbage for a week. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe, Maybe. you should eat a fucking vegetable or like a slice of whole grain bread or something. Yeah. That'd be good. Everything cool today. But on top of that, I was at the grocery store yesterday and I just saw the bag. I was like, oh my God. It said Cheetos and it said Flaming. And I was like, oh my God. And I grabbed them. Because Flaming Hot Cheetos, y'all, number one are a miracle. Apparently. And number two, not found everywhere in Canada. You find, them, you find them at the Freshco. You find them at the shopper sometimes. Right. Don't see them at the No Frills. Hmm. See the jalapeno ones at the No Frills, but never the Flaming Hot. And there are subtle differences. And apparently important subtle differences. There are differences. So I just grabbed this. I was like, fuck yes, Hot Cheetos. Bam. Right. Grabbed them. Take them home. Get ready to watch the thing. Uh, Caitlin gave me this week. Settle in. Pop that bag open. Start munching. I mean, they're hot. But they're not like. Flaming hot. not flaming hot. They've kind of an odd taste to them. Like these are not what I remember. I look closely at the bag. Oh no! Flaming, sweet and spicy Cheetos. Oh, oh! Oh my God! It's the sweet chili heat Dorito of Cheetos. That's terrible. How are you gonna do that to Cheetos? I even I feel I actually legitimately feel bad for How you. How are you gonna do that to Cheetos? Why did they do that to you? To me, Chester. You were a Cheeto lover. I do love me some che- I do love me some Cheetos. You will never be surprised if you see me in the street that I love Cheetos, but Cheetos are delightful. I enjoy them and to be let down like that, yeah. to be just so disappointed. That's terrible. By V's. Yeah. By the No Frills, by the Hostess Poison Snack Food Company. And they are so good at making poison. They're <laughs> it's what they do. And yet they apparently did not get the formula right this time. The wrong poison. It's the wrong poison, Kate. I was definitely all the Jordan moments. Um, I've actually had my own snack concerns. You you have snack concerns as well. Yeah, friends. By the way, we should mention before Caitlin gets into her snack concerns. Mm. We've had an offer put on the table recently. An amazing for, offer for a benefactor of this program to uh, sponsor an all snack related episode. I think. The people want this. Where we just eat. We just eat and review snacks for. Though uh, I'm surprised because the sound of us eating snacks is pretty gross. <laughs> we'll have to maybe learn how to manage that better. But if that sounds like something you want to see happen sooner than later, get at us on any um, of the socials. Any of the socials that we said at the top. Anyway, yes, you were saying your snack um, concerns. So I have a problem in which I cannot have dairy. Yes, this rules out a ton of snacks. Um, my favorite snack of all time that probably I have the most. Uh, the hardest time resisting mm-hmm. as well as I, I cheat with the most and then get very, very sick are peanut M&Ms. <gasps> it is the combination. I even give it straight face. It is the combination of, of the peanut center, yes. the delicious milk chocolate and the candy coating on the outside. There is something Sorry. about that combination. Peanut or peanut butter? No, peanut. Mm. Oh, do not give me that face, sir. Mm. Most people agree with me. Well, we'll let you have it, but um, so I, I actually cannot resist them. Yes, um, there has been several times at work where our one of the uh, like the higher ups he brings in uh, chocolate every Monday, and I know where they're stashed, and I have just gone in and got some because I have a problem. Now, 
I have been attempting to find something, whether it is sweet or savory, that can help me get... See, I also really like Cheetos, but I can't have them. They're covered in extra poison for me. Um, you need something to fill that void. So I've been going to No Frills. I've been trying to find something that's like remotely healthy that I can eat mm. that is a snackable. Have not found squat mm-hmm. i've tried all uh, corn nuts are too hard corn nuts are fucking hard they're corn, like rocks corn nuts yeah they can be a. They, they, they can be tough yeah like like they hurt my face <laughs> when i eat them um i try to find these like pop chip things that are just potato chips but they're like oven baked or whatever yeah they were not good they just didn't have good flavor um and i cannot find candy that is not coated in milk it's just, and I don't like things like jube jubes. Mm. Not a fan. Never been a fan. Don't like Skittles. None of that. Twizzlers. Love Twizzlers. That is my go-to. But there's only so many Twizzlers someone can eat in a week <laughs> without dying. Um, so that's like my go-to movie snack. I can have popcorn. I can Twizzlers, but I can have no. There's no other candy crunch I can have. So if you have suggestions, please let me know whether that's me going to Nations or not to find something. Because thankfully, a lot of Asian candies and desserts do not have milk in them. Someone hit me up recently. Okay. To let me know. They disagree with our assessment of nations. I'm sorry. Um, what part of the assessment? So the only person who could possibly ruin the experience of nations. Yeah. Is stupid Matt. Oh no. Stupid Matt who not hasn't Matt. come up on the program in a while. What's up stupid Matt? <laughs> Hi, Matt. Would you stop being stupid? He and his girlfriend went to Nations, and apparently the the entire endeavor just led to, like, grumpiness and and a How? fight between the two of them. So now he gets mad every time he goes to Nations. Um, so he, here's, here's what I think. What did he say? It was far, for one. Well, yeah, but that's why you go there just for snacks. Um they couldn't find. Had to pay a dollar for a cart. Didn't have a dollar. He had to like go to try to like find a bank and get change made. There are giant baskets to pull like yeah. throughout the store. Like, you and there do were not need a cart. There were two of you there. Like, I don't know how you fuck that up. Um, and then like either they didn't have the things they needed for groceries, or they thought it was too expensive or something. You don't go for you groceries. You don't go to Nations for. You don't go to Nations to buy like celery. No. Or cereal. Their produce is actually not that great. You go. To buy fucking snacks. Oh, you go for snacks and they're pre-made food. Yes. That it goes on sale like halfway through the day. Or unless you are like an Asian person and those are your groceries like normally. And you know how to cook a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And you're going to make a stir fry tonight. You know, to take, cook one of those vegetables that has like spi- spikes and teeth on them or whatever. Yeah. Though I got some really great, they have like a ton of different types of mushrooms. I got some really great mushrooms there. There you go. Go there for your mushrooms. But anyway, yeah. the point is stupid, Matt, you are incorrect. You have done not, not done this correctly. So maybe you just need, I don't know, maybe you need a nation's guide to go with you. Like, or a t- tutorial. A nation's, <laughs> nation's you know tutorial. You know what? Geek Down is going to make, but before the summer is out, Geek Down is going to make a, a nation's tutorial. To explain to you the proper way to go to nations, because apparently some of y'all named Stupid Matt are fucking it up. And we don't want that, because we want nations to be here for a long time so I can get <laughs> snacks that I can eat. Yes. And I am out of fancy ramen, so homeboy's got to... <laughs> Got to figure it out. The snack benefactor uh, who wants to sponsor the snack episode. This conversation started when she sent me a uh, photo of the Migoreng noodles. She's yeah. like, if you ever see these out there, I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. I know about the Migoreng noodles. Kira. 
should stop for a moment. It's actually uh, and get into somewhat news-based stuff. We didn't go this year. No, we did not. But TCAF is happening as we speak. Yes. And we should point out that TCAF is, by default, the anniversary of number one Australian fan Kira coming into our lives. Who is amazing. Who is amazing. We love and, you. And we adore and we love and made made our made doing this show so, so much better for both of us. But yes, TCAF is happening. There wasn't a lot going on this year that really made us want to like try to work it into our schedules. But It's like a, a big focus on like children and kids cartoons and not that we're not or kids sort of comic books and yes. stuff and not that we're not into that and i'm sure we would see lots of cool things it just it wasn't in the it wasn't in the cards the, on, the, the only thing that might have got me down there was a guy named inio asano who uh is a manga artist a very good manga artist and did a book called goodnight pum pum and he's got another book out right now called i don't know dd's day to day 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 dead something i don't know it's about aliens cool life in tokyo with the aliens they were giving away a cool poster when you when you bought it, and you know. But then what? It's going to take me like five minutes. It's going to be hugely crowded. It's going to be like yeah. I don't need to spend that money. There are records I could be buying. Like, and the weather's not nice today. It's not. It's actually cloudy and pissy. And I was still going to go out when we were done recording today, but I'm, I'm less in, I'm and less inclined. It's kind of cold. Today. It is chilly. There's like a cold wind. Summer has not yet come to, to Toronto. So yeah, now that we're not doing that, and. Uh, I thought since it's that time of year, I should mention that next week is Anime North. Is it next week? It is next week. Something else I will not be doing. Yeah. Uh, so. So many reasons. So many reasons. Um, but yeah, if you're going to that, it's up near the airport. So good luck. <laughs> and uh, tell us all about it. Good if you luck want. being out in the middle of fucking no- nowhere. Yeah. Uh, senior cor- correspondent is actually going to be there. Oh, is he? He's helping uh, help someone with a stall. Um, and the, the mug stalled again. Yep. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear his assessment since he's never been before. <gasps> I've never been before. <laughs> Maybe next year. God, taking Caitlin to Anime North. How would that go? Be weird. Cause Caitlin's not that into anime. <laughs> would be weird. You're going to be, you're going to be into it, <laughs> be into it that day. Um, so it has been, we do have some news today. It has been a very emotional 24, 36 hours. I've literally put Fox hurts everyone for, for things we like around here. So the first one, so upfront season is coming. This is in the TV business where the networks will show advertisers, critics. I don't remember who, but it's like, yeah. here are all the new shows we have coming. Focus groups. And to make way for the new shows, they got to announce, here's all the shows we're getting rid of. Yeah. And there are a number of shows that got canceled this week. Um, some that hurt us more than others. I'm going to run down the list in order of importance. <laughs> this, this is just from the Fox network? This is just from Fox. Um, the ones that kind of are, you know, uh, bigger news. Lucifer, The Exorcist, The Mick, and most importantly, and... and One more before that, Last Man on Earth got canceled as well. Oh, really? Yes. I thought he didn't. I thought that didn't get canceled. No, it got canceled. Oh. It was the make last man on earth and. Um, and finally, which is probably was, it was so, I just, I don't understand. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's one of the best TV shows ever. Ratings were okay. I think what we can attribute this to and this and also the uh, other one we are concerned about, which we'll get to in a moment 
is has to do with networks want to own the shit they put on their airwaves now. Which is fine, but don't make it so hard for me to watch it. Be that as it may, Fox did not own Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They were broadcasting Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was made by NBC Universal. Mm -hmm. So I was shocked by that announcement that it got canceled. But in a world like the one we live in right now, I did not think that was going to be for long. I would have been amazed if Brooklyn Nine-Nine stayed canceled. Yes. And it did not. Basically, 24 hours later, NBC was like, yeah, no, we're going to take that back. Okay, thanks, Fox. Yeah. So they're getting another 13 episodes next year. At least. At least. So crisis averted for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Very much so. Crisis not yet averted for the other one that I am shocked and appalled by. Uh, the Expanse on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Now, Sci-Fi also let go Tremors, which I know no one else was excited what, 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 about was but Tre- me. Was Tremors really setting the world on fire? Um, well, not yet. It never got a chance. <laughs> um, but... The Expanse is really weird. Now, I do know that producers are looking for a new home, and I'm really hoping... Like, this is, like, right up Netflix's alley, so if they could just pick it up sooner rather than later, I'd be really happy. And this one, apparently, a lot of it comes down to sci-fi could only air it once. Or something. They only had rights to, like, air it once. Which is First run, they couldn't put it on streaming. They couldn't, like, repeat it. It was some strange-ass broadcast agreement that they had with the studio and that let's, was making it. And let's be honest, like it's hard to get into into third season. Yes. So you would need to say, hey, you can watch this. We're going to air this before the third season premieres. That would have been like a smart, fun thing to do. And I could see why people maybe aren't tuning in to watch it because it's a really inconvenient time or like people have stuff going on. They have a podcast to do. They have beehives to manage. Like, just, you need to be able to broadcast things more than once. And again, this is my frustration with not making things accessible to people. We have the technology. We just need better licensing agreements, apparently. Yeah, so hopefully they suss that out as well. I mean, when you have Netflix, Amazon, Apple, like, they all need to start eating up that content. Yeah. To put on their own streaming sites, you got to believe something like The Expanse. Amazon seems keen, perfect for that. I don't know. Yeah. Amazon really wants their like prestige show. I mean, they shelled out more money than God to get the fucking Lord of the Rings uh, license. Do they? To, yeah. Oh. To do a low-tour t- TV show. Um, so this seems in line with something they would want, perhaps. What else is kicking out around there, Kate? Well, speaking of um, prestige television shows yeah. that people shell out lots of money for, <laughs> um, the Star Wars TV show uh, produced by John Favreau. Yeah. We've heard some details. Oh, have we? So the live action series will be set seven years after Return of the Jedi. Um, and this is a really interesting timeline because it hasn't really been touched upon. Um, in the cutscenes for Battlefront 2, you see the time just like immediately after the uh, return of the Jedi and um, like, I don't know, uh, 17 years later. So it's like sort of in between that. So it feels like they're trying to fill in the blanks kind of, but apparently it's going to be a whole new cast of characters. I mean, they have a whole galaxy to, to like, Mm. let's make this timeline more complicated. Go across. Just what we need. What? It's not going to be more complicated. 
Battlefront shows, uh, you know, six months after and uh, eight years and four months after. And then this show is going to fall in between that. And uh, Yeah, that's great. What I'm, I'm, as we know, what I really want is my Ahsoka and Sabine buddy cop Star Wars animated TV show. Wait, it was Sabine? Yeah. I don't know. The first time you mentioned this a while back, you were like, Ahsoka and, oh, no, I can't say anything. Sabine. I don't know who that is. Um, but the pe- important people know who that is. Right, guys? Right? It's not just me. Um, anyways, I still want that. But yeah, no, that's. I think that's interesting. Well, it's interesting for me as someone who loves Star Wars. Um, I will be seeing the Solo movie. I will tell you how it is. Apparently, um, most people are like, start slow, but it's fun. I'm sure it's fine. Which is what we, what I, what I want. I want a fun heist movie. Um, wait, in this in this very specific time period, yeah, for the John Favreau Star Wars show, yeah, is Thrawn going to be in it? No, that's all I care about. Probably not. I don't really care if Thrawn's, Thrawn's in it or not. Thrawn's not going to be in it. What? What'd you say? <laughs> I didn't hear that. What'd you say, Jordan? I didn't say anything. Mm, suspicious. Just thinking about how much I love to shit on Thrawn. It makes a very specific type of nerd real mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this type of nerd. Nope. Though don't come for Ahsoka because I will come for you. Anyways, that type of nerd that you were talking about, yeah. they do not like Ahsoka. No? They do not like Ahsoka Because she's, she's a lady? Because she's a lady. And when she first shows up, she's pretty annoying. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then second season, I'm like, she's amazing. And then she gets more amazing as she gets older. And then she does something at the end, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then she shows up again, and I'm so happy, and she's like, just amazing. And then she shows up again, and I'm like, everything is complete. The cycle has been completed. <laughs> the spice must flow. Jesus. You're dropping Dune references in your Star Wars recaps? Always. Good lord. Um, yeah, that's a show that has not been made yet, which I've just been waiting for. Come on, people. Let's go. I want my prestige Dune show. She's she's tapping. Tapping. She's tapping her wrist right now. She doesn't have a watch on, but she's tapping her wrist. I'd say you know I'm it's serious. Universal symbol of impatience. Let's go. All right. Any other? Uh, interest, interesting one. I saw uh, Baby Metal. Yeah. You know Baby Metal, the metal idol group. It's been yeah. a weird, been a weird six months for them. Okay. Um, first of all, what you need to know is that. Baby metal tours relentlessly. Okay. These poor girls. They just there's three of them. I don't know their actual names, but it's a Sue Metal, Moa Metal, and Yui Metal. Um just incessantly touring all the time. Right. Festival season coming up again. Time to hit all those festivals and get out there. Um they had their guitarist die randomly. Oh. Uh at the start of the new year, I think. That's awful. And then what I mean, the train don't stop. Nope. That's real sad. We fight for him always. Yay. We hope to honor his memory. Keep it going. Um, and now recently, they put out a video that didn't feature any of the girls in it. Okay. It said, like, you know, characters. And it was a cool-looking video. And suggests a huge mythology I do not have the time or energy to delve into. Okay. Uh, the story they're trying to tell. All right. Um, and then some pics came back from a show at Kansas City this week. And... Yui Metal was not there. Oh. Absent, did not perform on stage. And the rumors are that she is not touring with the group right now. 
Yui Metal also missed some shows at the Hiroshima Green Arena uh, back, back in December. And the group suddenly announced, or the group's management suddenly announced that uh, she couldn't take part because she was having health issues and there's been no news or word of this since. That just is like a minor story. Okay. Like, okay, so Yui Metal. She probably got pregnant. <laughs> something happened. And they wished her off to uh, some place to get better and recover. <laughs> she, exhaustion, you know. Yeah. All this reporting is from AramaJapan.com. As the news spread among fans, pretty much the whole Baby Metal fandom started asking for explanation, explanations on the group's official Twitter account, expressing frustration for the lack of communication by the staff, also coding, calling out the producer and manager. The hashtag, hashtag where is Yui, was also created. If this wasn't enough, this is what I found interesting. Following the news of her absence, Amuses, which is their management company, mm-hmm. also the management company of the Queens, the Queens yeah. and Baby Metal are on the same management firm, their stocks dropped dramatically by about half. Wow. Don't piss off your fans. What's concerning about this to me is I remember, I feel like Amuse had a had a scandal last year or something where some dude, some underage girls, you know, whatever. Right. Um, there was some sort of scandal and they took a PR hit and, and they had an investor call. And one of the things they were talking about was like, you know, how, how are you going to fix this? It's like, Oh, we're going to really up the activities for baby metal and perfume and, you know, try to increase their international base. And on the one hand, I'm like, yo, you got to put the Queens to work and bring them to Toronto to yeah. get that stock price up. But at the same time, please do not kill these women. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, Please let them rest. It's a type of, uh, like, well, it is. It's kind of a type of slavery, right? Like, Oh, it most definitely is. They're just, like, on all the time. I feel like K-pop is worse. Don't quote me on that, but I feel like the, the system in place behind, like, K-pop stars. Right. Uh, speaking of which, the only, like, K-pop group, well, one of two that I actually follow. Yeah. AOA, their comeback is coming at the end of the month. Right. But, yeah, they had one of their members quit last year probably because it's the lead singer it's like she had depression and she couldn't like deal with it anymore from always being on and always working and they do they do run hot and cold but i mean they never stop like if they're not actively in the group they're doing modeling or they're doing commercial work or they're doing a dance thing or they're like a panelist on some show like it never stops moving and that's a problem not good The Reframe Special airs on NHK World, May 20th, y'all. Check that out. See whether royalty. Don't be surprised when they own the opening ceremonies in 2020. That's what Jordan's predicting. That is what I'm predicting. put money on it. Y'all going to be like, oh my God, what was that? That's amazing. And I'll be like, I've been telling you for five fucking years. Just like I've been telling everyone that they need to make things more accessible for me to watch. <laughs> Finally. Speaking of me watching things or not watching things is the case, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of superhero movies coming out. More than you think. Oh, God. I'm not going to run through them because that's lame. Um, but, like, did you know there's an Aquaman movie coming out? Can I ever be free? Absolutely not. Um, there's just, like, movies. so much. And Yes, I did know there was an Aquaman movie coming. I didn't know that. But not that I watched Justice League or Batman versus... Superman, or... Also, somehow, I forgot that Jason Momoa was married to Lisa Bonet, which makes him Zoe Kravitz's stepfather. Yeah, how did you forget that? I don't know. Too busy looking at Zoe Kravitz to think about her family I'll history. Beat you up. Um, he will beat me up. Uh, 
also Jason Momoa is uh, not just Aquaman. He's somebody else. Some other superhero. He's in some other superhero movie. Sorry, I got distracted thinking about him. Um, Good. Anyways, yeah, just like so many and um, getting nervous about not- Jason Momoa in the posse? Yeah, he's in the posse. Okay, I don't know if he was ever officially Oh, he wasn't officially, officially ordained in the posse. You know posse? who is absolutely in the posse? And I feel terrible because I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> that memorable. Sorry? That memorable. Yep. Um, oh, his face is. It's like ingrained on my forehead. Um, just because he has a face that is very, <laughs> has a lot of expression in it. Um, the, basically the guy she partners up with in uh, Tomb Raider. Um, give me one sec. I'll find like Radio old, Magic. old Tomb Raider? No. Like Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider or no. the newer Tomb Raider? New, to- new Tomb Raider. Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How do you say her name? Alicia Vikander. <laughs> oh, okay. Give me one sec. Daniel Wu. Daniel Wu. Look at that face. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just looks like an attractive Asian dude like a lot of other attractive Asian dudes. He's just, he's, he's a great actor and he's very talented and I want him to be in everything so I can watch him be full of talent. I'm just looking at pictures of him now. Look at him. Oh, fine. I'm gonna. You look at Daniel Wu. I'm gonna look at pictures of Constance Wu. There's a Wu for everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's definitely in the posse. Good to know. Yep. I feel like we need to check in on the posse more thoroughly in a future episode. It's been a long ass time. I'm I, sure there have been changes. There's like B posses and C posses <laughs> and levels to this shit. You're yeah. not always in the alpha posse. People go in cycles and epicycles. <laughs> what other superhero movies are there? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I, but like, I just there's. I don't know. I don't there's know. Just a there's, lot. A, there's a lot of them. Um, there. Uh, yeah, there's a couple that are, look intriguing, but mostly it's just the end of the Marvel cycle. I'm. They have to either announce a new like. I don't know, phase six, whatever phase they're on, phase five or whatever. Or we're just like running out of Marvel movies. But that won't happen, right? We're never going to run out of Marvel movies. Right? God forbid. God forbid. How would I demarcate my life? It's by like what Marvel movie was ju- had just happened at that time. Because there's one like every couple months. I'm going to die and they're still going to be making these movies. Yeah. I'll be dead. You'll all be dead too. Don't think for a moment it's just going to be me. I'm never going to die. I'm going to put my brain in it. Movies are like comic books now. The stories never end. You're going to die without knowing the last Star Wars story. You shut up. Sorry. Shut your face. You know what? In heaven, I'm sure God has them all. (laughs) Oh, you're a woman of faith now. (laughs) Yeah, now I am. Yeah. Anyways. Speaking of Marvel movies. Yeah. I forgot to talk about it last week. Oh, yeah. You saw Avengers. I did see Avengers. How was that? It was great. <laughs> there you go. <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're not holding your phone for that flaming hot take, everybody. What? It's a, As I've always talked about, it was a superhero movie. It was fun. Anyone who thinks that, like... Okay, spoilers, just for those people who are like, spoilers. Um, anyone who thinks that anyone is dead is stupid. Basically, what I said last week. Yes, um, and um, the ending scene was like fantastic. The, Space pager. <laughs> the one that, like, the one podcast I heard that was like, it's like 
the one where they were like, we are completely taken out of this right now was spoiler, 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 spoilers. I like T'Challa's the first one to go. Oh, no. He wasn't the first one and, to go. And when he goes, the guy watching was like, there's no fucking way. Well, no. They never set it up to be believe that like that was going to be the end. Just like to think for one second that T'Challa is actually dead in light of the fact that there's no, no way Marvel is no, not making more Black Panther movies. Sorry. I, I don't think I'm being clear. The way they all die, quote unquote, there's no way that's sticking. And it, he wasn't the first one. There was like, uh, let's see, there was a whole bunch of people. There's like a whole bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think um, Star Lord goes first or something. Like it, it, it was never set up to be those people have gone. Like they're not for one second. It was like, oh, I was like, oh no. Like there's actual deaths. Like Heimdall, like at the beginning, that was, I was like, oh, like, I'm pretty sure Heimdall's That dead. was the best news Idris Elba ever got in his life, by the way. Really? Oh, I guarantee you. Oh, I thought he would have liked playing that. Oh, I don't know that he... Oh. <laughs> I just really think around the time of Thor the Dark World, Yeah. Homeboy came back from South Africa after playing Mandela and then had to get, like, roped up in some... But as a lot of um, actors <laughs> roped up say, in something. you do something, like, fun, like a superhero thing, so you could do some smaller films that you really like to do. I guess, but when you sign contracts for, like, nine fucking movies. Anyways. Um, so, like, that was sad, because I love Heimdall, and, that, you know, he's in the father. Um, and there was, like, Gamora, I'm not sure about. I have a feeling... She'll probably come back. But she was like a real quote-unquote death. Like, that was something that bad. When everyone... I don't know if they describe it in the podcast you listen to, but it, when everyone, like, turns to dust... Well, that's a fucking meme now at this point. No, oh, I haven't seen it. But it's... there's They don't set it up in any way that ev- that people think they're not going to come back. Reality Stone, y'all. Everybody's coming back. Like, 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 Spider-Man goes. We all know he has a movie coming. Unless... Somehow they set up Spider Gwen. Like there's, that was not part, that was not the reason for the story. I don't know. I saw Io Nine takes that were like it still has meaning, and I'm like, no, you're missing the point if you think it doesn't have meaning. But like, eh, no, it doesn't. It it. It's like we just brought that that comic book sort of you know it doesn't matter in the comic books, but it still has meaning in the comic books, and we just brought that to movies. And I was like, it wasn't great in the comic books either. I was like, well, it no, it's just a stake. We have to do this so we can get everyone back. That's the stake. It's not these people are gone forever and we have to mourn their loss. It's how the fuck do we fix this? Oh, so much money. And I don't, I'm probably lots of people have noticed, but all the people who disappeared from, or a, a large majority of them left the original Avengers team untouched. Yes. Which is like obvi, kind of. Um, and like, you can have your nice moment, you have your nice moments in the next movie for Steve and Tony to work out their issues before Evans and. Downey's contracts expire. Yeah. Like, I, again, I, I don't, I didn't think at any time that that was going to, there were, it was sad still. Like, people knew they were disappearing. Like, that was sad. Um, but I never thought in any way that they made it seem like it was going to be permanent. Anyone who thought it was any, in any remote way permanent is a moron. <laughs> oh, yes. But that, that don't think was either the intention. It was, this is a stake. How do we undo this? What do we do? And what did Doctor Strange mean? That's all. All right. Yeah. There you go. It was great. Controversial yeah. take from Caitlin McKinnon. How is that controversial? It's not controversial. <laughs> oh, you're being sarcastic. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, 
if you have fun watching movies and you don't want to write a blog about them, then just go see this because it'll be fun and you'll be like, oh, the characters I like, yay, and they all get to meet and it's fun and they have, it's, you know what the only thing was though? They, there was no, they would not leave any room for, what's the word, levity, like, or, or for like something to be serious. Like the writing was funny, but it was almost like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Stop with one-liners. Stop with the making everything funny. Just let them have a normal conversation. Mm. Yeah. There. There's a take for you. Ooh. You can take that all the way to the park. Cut the park. Well, you can't take it to the bank. It's not worth anything. Um, <laughs> you take it to the park and let it go. Um, what else have we been watching? Oh, my God. Show is trash can't believe how invested I got in it. Is it the bus show? It is the bus show. <laughs> bus on, or love on wheels. What's it called? Lo- the love bus. The love, love bus. Love ride. Love journey. Right. I nori. Oh, my God. So, the show does have a fatal flaw, though. It has one? Because the whole thing is like, this is a show that's on Netflix right now. It's another one of these Fuji TV shows that Netflix resuscitated to try and get some content up in the Japanese market. And then goes global. And Netflix knows me at this point, so it splashes this stuff on my on my page. I already have another one to go into. Now that I've done a nori, they were like, "Hey, watch this one, weep." Um, <laughs> and you cried a little, and they went, "Okay, I'm just gonna, let me get my Cheetos." Uh, show actually made me cry a lot. Um, so they take seven people, usually four dudes and three women, and they put them on this bus, and then they travel. And the idea is that they're supposed to like relationships are meant to form. People are supposed to fall in love. That's the How point. How do you do that? That's the with point. Three women and four guys. But anyways, when you try to create tension. You get that mix. All you need is that one girl on all the shows, and you're good to go. What one girl? The one that you like, the feisty one. Oh, Deborah. Yeah. Um, but Deborah's actually like part of the problem with the show and the fatal flaw, because the whole thing is, if you get to a point where you decide that like. Oh, I've really gotten to know Caitlin while we've been traveling and I want to go back to Japan with her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I go to the driver of the bus and I get my ticket and then I, I invite you somewhere and we sit and we have this moment and I tell you how I feel and I'm like, so come back to Japan with me and I give you my ticket and then you give me your answer the next morning. If you say yes, we both go back to Japan. Yeah. If you say no, you get to keep traveling and I go back to Japan. Oh, ouch. So like the first four times somebody tried this. People were like, yeah, no, I like you, but like, I need to stay on this trip for me Oh shit. type of thing. This happened like four times. So do they get new people when people get sent home? Yeah. Oh shit. They go through like, I think by the end of it, there wasn't uh no, there were no originals by the time they got oh, to the end okay. of it. Um, that's really sad. And the problem was, and that's one fatal flaw, like Deperin, this dude, Akira showed up six days in. Deborah's like giving him the ticket. Oh, that's a little. It's been six days, girl. And like, granted, at this point, she's been traveling for like you know a month. Yeah. So she maybe she's had her fill. Yeah. Of traveling, he just got there. Yeah. And even and he really liked her. <laughs> he was like kind of pissed off. He was like, "I've only been here for six days. Why are you doing this to me?" <laughs> Type of thing. Uh, spoiler alert! By the end of the show, he uh, he stayed for the whole trip. Yeah. And then kind of like faded to the back, like he didn't have a story. So there's like nothing to do with Akira for the rest of the 
rest of the show. They get back to Japan and uh, you just can't stop thinking about her. Oh, really? Yep. So he, go, he calls up the producers. I was like, I know it's supposed to be like, we're supposed to be done because it was the trip, blah, blah. But like, please, can I see her? Like, can we? So they like do a fake, uh, a fake Anori special. Yeah. It's supposed to be hosted by Deprint and she's terrible. Um, <laughs> and then Akira like rolls up behind her and like gives her the whole spiel about, you know, I can stop thinking about you ever since you left. Oh, you know, it's wow. It's a huge regret, blah, blah, blah. Be my girlfriend. And she says, yes. And IRL, I think they're broken up now. But <laughs> well, before the show, they got together. Um, so the one fatal flaw is the whole, like, yeah, one person going back to Japan. And the panel is, like, flummoxed by this. It's like, we are never going to get a couple. It's like, it's like is this just this generation? It's like, yeah, because they want to travel for fucking free. Because we have no money. And, I mean, it's a poor man's trip. But, so they're only giving, like, 20 bucks a day type of thing. But, but still. But still, exactly. It's and like, I'm, like with someone and i would go on this trip hang out and uh you know you get to keep wandering through gorgeous night markets in taiwan and thailand and all these places or you know uh try to make a relationship with some schlub you met yeah and go back to japan that's that's flaw one flaw two is that there were these it was just a real unfortunate pacing issue there were these two epic couples that formed yeah uh asuka and yu chan and shy boy yes shy boy <laughs> shy boy did you meet the tall girl that one episode you watched i don't think so, so this tall girl named costco shows up yeah and just real like ups and downs and then nobody understands what the other person wants type of thing shy boy has this weird moment where like costco for the sake of like you know being funny on the show yeah so they one of the last people they end up getting is this guy uh just call him show chan i think um and he's a real, like, salaryman, dude bro, like, piece of shit. Like, you know, right. giant hoop earring. Like, he's just a douchebag. Um, and he comes out in these ridiculous shorts. And Casca just laughs and goes, like, oh, my God, your shorts are so, are so short. Which, Shy Boy, while doing the laundry, like, Casca and the Shochan guy had gone shopping earlier in the day. And she said the same thing to him when they came out. So, like, she already said it once when, like, the cameras weren't really rolling. Yeah. And then she said it again when they were, like, staging the, like, meetup. Yeah. Shy Boy hates liars. Oh. He considers this like a lie and like shuts her out and is like real shitty to her for like a week. Oh my gosh. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? And so then so then he figures out that he's been an asshole. Right. But by that point, she's kind of like, motherfucker, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're a dick. So just the ups and downs of those two. Are they going <laughs> to like, <laughs> I said on one of my work emails, because you know my work emails always start with a non sequitur. I was like, y'all, Anori is such a trash show, but I swear to God, if Kasuga and Shy Boy don't figure it out, I'm going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. Um, they did. And they are still together. Oh, um, that's nice. I hope you learn not to be a jerk. No, this is, <laughs> so he tries to do this whole like, you know, brand. He's got t-shirts made and stuff. Um, and, so, you know, sometimes I find them on Instagram. I am following Asuka now. Is it your real Instagram account or your fake one? I do not have a Finsta. Um, so he was like plugging shirts. I was like, hey, here's here's the shirts. And towels. Oh, my God. Kasuga's modeling them. <gasps> and everybody was like losing their mind. They're still together. And, oh, my gosh. It's really cute, actually. Um, she's his first girlfriend. He's 28. He's never had a girlfriend before. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, <laughs> Right? <laughs> The other interesting thing about Anori that I have to give give shouts to is so they'll have these little like cultural moments. Yeah. When they end up at different countries. I think you saw one on the one episode you watched about or I mentioned before, just like I don't remember what country. Like Malaysia is so much has a 
so much higher on the happiness index than somewhere like Japan. Yeah, they're just um, like everyone was happy all the time. They go to this one store in Thailand and they ask for help or something and it's, you know, this is what this is how they refer to themselves in Thailand but turns around and she's a lady boy. Right. And they're obviously a little taken aback by that. And then this led to this huge segment where they sat with like a tomboy. Yeah. Which I guess would be like butch. Yeah. Is the is the term. A woman who's dating the tomboy. Yeah. Like two lady boys, um, a bisexual dude, and they have this like huge conversation about like gender fluidity and sexuality in Thailand and how that's not really like a thing that happens in Japan. Oh my gosh. And they give like airtime to how like there's like sixteen recognized genders in thailand like you can be a woman who wants to date lady boys and there's a term for that and or you can be a man who wants to date tomboys like they all of these are like covered and it's you know there's laws in place that prevent discrimination for things like housing and employment and things like that yeah i didn't know that about thailand yeah so i didn't know that either so thanks dumb little show about people trying to get together for having your little cultural moments and then it ends with the three dudes like going full drag burlesque like cabaret and the women like vote on who looks the best type of thing oh my gosh that's amazing yeah and the dudes are like totally cool and into it i'm like all right down with that um so shout out to Nori that took up i took up a lot of my a lot of my week because i just could not stop watching it because i swear to god um but then there was like one episode left by the time Casca and shy boy got together and yeah. it was real like i don't care about any of these people <laughs> these leftovers Aww. it's like it's like ooh. so they try to shotgun the show chan guy in this uh and this clearly, like, as, as Becky said, her makeup's way too good. Um, <laughs> she's clearly way too done up. And they were, like, you know, perfect for each other. This half Chinese guy named Tom who, like, didn't have, like, no storylines the entire series. But, like, would always ball his eyes out anytime somebody, like, got together or rejected her or was leaving. Um, oh, poor Tom. Ball his eyes out. And this girl, Yuchad, who kind of broke my heart. She was, like, 21, worked in a pet store. And just had never really done anything yeah. so like she didn't think she had anything interesting to say and would like was like ready to like just confess to somebody just so she'd get rejected so she could go home like oh, <laughs> it's like they all run up to her when they first you know when she first gets picked up by the bus they all run up to her and she's standing there and she's like says her name and where she's from and then she's kind of like blink blink like looking at <laughs> there are like four cameras she doesn't know where to look like she just couldn't like be on a tv show she didn't right. know how to be on a tv show yeah <laughs> just like sobbing to the staff about like i don't have anything interesting to say to the men <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god you poor girl um hey nori sitting there on your sitting there on your netflix next up will be a uh, real love okay which i believe is a like you know 12 people in an okinawan resort and they all have some they're all trying to hook up but they all have some terrible secret Ooh. one's a sex worker one's got a criminal record what? And they'll just learn they'll just learn their terrible secrets about each other. I can't wait. This better be all the trash that I hope it's gonna be. <laughs> um, no cultural moments for you. None fuck that. We're not lear- not We're learning not learning anything. Not learning nothing. We're not gonna meet a doctor, a Japanese doctor who treats Malaysian orphans on this show. Nope. No, we are not. But beautiful views of Okinawa. Yep. Um so I have been watching more Father Brown. <laughs> um it's gone downhill. Unlike a fine wine. Shots, fi- shots fired, Father Brown. It has not gotten better with change. Now, the main characters are still fabulous. I just don't think they're writing very good scripts for them. Mm. I want more mystery in my murder mystery. I am able to, within the first, like, five <laughs> minutes, be like, Chris will come in and he'll be like, oh, so Father Brown, uh, who did it? And I'll be like, oh, that chick right there. Sure enough, 
Every time. It was that chick. It was that chick. Um, or the like demure but cunning something or other. Um, <laughs> but I'm still watching it and I'm almost done the, se- the, the season. So like Netflix, you got to get on and giving me better uh, British mysteries. Hey, I will take more like Franny Fisher's murder mysteries if you will dish them out, please. You're doing great on trashy Japanese reality shows. Not so good on the mysteries. You need to step up on the British mysteries. Or they'll send me after they're like, you've watched Father Brown. You might like one of these. They're all like super dark, modern, British <laughs> murder I mysteries. I don't want to watch Luther after I've watched <laughs> yeah, Father Brown. Exactly. Um, next, uh, I have updated myself with the most recent uh, Steven Universe. Didn't see it. Heard all about saw it, the internet Saw the internet explode. Was going to talk to you about it on Facebook. Gosh. How do you feel about that? Do we need to put a spoiler warning again? We do. We do definitely. If you're not caught up. If you're not caught up spoilers. on Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really compelling, interesting story, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And as ever, they do some really interesting things in each episode. Re- reminder, everyone, this is a show for children. For children. Now, I know I'm watching this. But I realize that this is a show for children. So when people are like, oh, those episodes where they, you just like learn something, bleh, let's get to the action. I'm like, that's the whole point is that like Steven's growing up. He's helping now helping people with their problems. Um, he's super compassionate. Listen, sometimes you're going to hang out at the donut shop with Lars. Like that's just yeah. what you're going to do. Um, so loving all that. So I watched some of the clips. I wasn't totally clear on some of the subtleties there, but it's it's. Rose Quartz never really existed. Rose Quartz was a disguise for Pink Diamond. Is yes. That- and uh, because they show at the end of that, the final episode that we've seen that has aired, they show like a clip from next episode or at least the, the next Steven Bomb. Oh, I read something that said Garnet is not going to take this well. No. Uh, basically, like almost immediately, because uh, at the very end of the episode, um, Steven, so he, he was in Pearl's Jewel and then um, he's he comes out and he's like... Or he's in her gem and he comes out and he's like, so mom was pink diamond all along and like Amethyst and and uh, Garnet are right there <laughs> and Anna, Amethyst and Garnet are like, what? <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the episode and then they show the next clip and it's basically Garnet like splitting she immediately splits, yeah. and Rupee's like, like Sapphire don't and Sapphire's like, she lied to us mm-hmm. and because that's a big deal right she was a diamond all that time one of the reasons the diamonds you know destroyed all the gems that were part of the crystal gems like i'm talking way before during the war was because they had destroyed pink diamond and i think there's going to be a discussion about like blame and all of that um but all these people are freaking out again like i remember you you talked about the the fandom mm. of <laughs> of it. If you start Googling, all you need to know is if you start Googling Steven Universe, fan, <sighs> your Google search will populate fandom worst. Um, yes. And I've seen just a lot of like, I don't think that the writers are doing a good job. And this apparently had been a theory Mm. uh, that people have had for ages, which I think is a good thing because it shows subtlety of writing over a long time um, for children. It's a show for children. It's a show for children. 
Um, so that's really important to keep in mind, right? Like as a kid watching this, you're like, oh, whoa. And then like things like how Pearl can't talk about who um, shattered Pink Diamond and that's a thing that comes up and that people have noticed because they're adults. Um, and yeah, anyways, I really like how they handle Lapis's trauma. Mm. Um, that was the other episode that aired this one, the first half of the episode that aired this week, right? Yes. Lapis um, is on the moon now or something? Yeah. So she was supposed to have gone. She just said she was going to get as far away from Earth as possible. And um, Stephen discovers through various means that she is, on, in fact, on the moon. And she's put the bar in there. Um, and he goes to, to find her. And when he finds her, she's actually watching them on Earth because as much as she is terrified she still cares about them and doesn't really want to leave but doesn't want to suffer again and she had like this horrible she suffered horribly for thousands of years stuck in a mirror um and couldn't talk to anyone and was alone and she so the way they handle the fact that sometimes you and can't then, just then she fused then she fused with the other one to like keep her under control for a while too yeah and so it's not been a great time <laughs> for lapis yeah and as much as she wants to get better. Sometimes you just can't just get over trauma. It takes a long time. There are going to be setbacks. And I think they handle that pretty well. Woo. <laughs> That's a breakdown. Um, Kate's, Kate's hot take on Steven. Steven yours. It's great. It's great. It's good. It's good fun. Um, and it was a little like. <gasps> <gasps> I, I don't even need to gasp anymore. <laughs> I also made a point this week to uh find it in the listing the episode where the teen titans get serious yes oh fan freaking tasket fantastic one of the best episodes of of a cartoon ever to get serious <laughs> serious yeah so stupid and honestly once they get serious they look like they were designed by the guys who did bob team epic like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like just that ugly look. They just look ugly. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like way too muscular and like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, so dumb. Good show, time. So, show so stupid. <laughs> anyway, is that everything we checked out this week? That's everything we checked out. All right, then we'll take a break right here, I guess. When we come back, we'll talk about some other things we checked out this week. Things we brought each other. Because we like each other. That's what we do. And we want to give each other good things. You know, like buddies, like yeah, friends. Like friends. Like friends. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in a sec. Welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. But before we do that, we have some rules. Yeah, we do. Because it would be chaos, utter chaos without rules. Unbelievable. It's already kind of utter chaos, so... It's like 70% chaos as it is, and we cannot go any further than that. We cannot afford to have any more chaos (laughs) in this calculation. So we have rules. Yes. Like, Like physics... We have rules. Uh, the first one being the rule of three. The rule of three. If we give something to each other that comes in episodes, parts, a series, uh, epilogues, I don't know, chapters, uh, issues, we will read, watch, consume three of those. Got to do three. Because we want 
the thing to have a chance to become the thing it's going to be. They give it a chance. And it, pilots suck. Pilots do suck, and it can be hard for them to get into it. Right? Just gotta let the we gotta let the train get moving a little bit. We gotta let the juices flow. Yeah. Should really made a Dune reference, but anyways. Um, <laughs> second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. For the love of God, don't talk about the thing. Because we want to give you our precious, wonderful, lovable audience the freshest of takes. Wow. That's what you be saying when you hear these takes. Like, so fresh. Oh, wow. And again, the products may not be fresh, but the takes sure are. <laughs> yeah. The third rule, which is not really a rule, it's more of a policy, is there will be spoilers. Yeah, there will. Um, one thing, it is so old, it doesn't matter. The other thing... It's kind of hard to spoil it, but if you aren't interested in spoilers and you haven't heard, read, or watched either of these things... I mean, look, you've seen the title description now. You know what we're talking about. So if one of those, either of both of those things are something you want to check out at some point, one, you've really been dragging your heels, and the other one, it's new. Yeah. Maybe you haven't gotten around to it yet, but I Though, mean... I mean, we can't really say anything, because I keep on saying, oh, I'm going to continue watching this thing, and then Jordan asks me about it, and then I go, oh, I didn't forget, I forgot to change it. Watch Ram is just going to be August catch-up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> August revisit. August revisit, yes. Um, okay, so, let's get into it. Jordan, it's your thing. I like to alternate, so we're going to start with the thing that I brought Caitlin which was a thing I had heard about in other places. And I heard a name attached to it. This is kind of like the, like, you know, the returns of show favorites yeah. this week. Um, I heard this name attached to it and I went, oh my God, she's a queen. I love her. Who is that? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. She of Fleabag, a show we both adored. Adored. You will more than likely see her in the solo movie doing, is her face in it or is she voicing it? No, she's, vo- she's she's very much like Alan Tudyk. She is voicing a droid. Oh. Apparently, people's favorite character in Star Wars now. The Alan Tudyk droid? Or no. The Phoebe Waller-Bridge the Phoebe, droid. Phoebe Waller-Bridge droid. Ain't seen a lady droid before. Let's get some lady droids out there. There's some. Are there? Uh, Cutie Katie. Sounds like a Gona Guy character. What? Cutie Katie. Is that canon? Yeah. From what? She's in um, uh, uh, Clone Wars. So, canon adjacent. It is canon. It is absolutely one hundred. Clone Wars is absolutely canon. I will fight you. That's where Ahsoka Tano shows up. I will fight you. Bombs get dropped. It was named after okay, a little girl okay, fan. Okay, honey, we're not here. <laughs> not here for that. Just- what? When you go see the solo movie and you're in love with the droid, it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. And you'll finally know what Kate and I already know. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is wonderful. She is a gift to content. And this is something that she is not starring in. And she has not written all of it, but she has written a lot of it. Yes. And is an executive producer and a showrunner, etc. And that is a show on BBC America that is airing right now. Right the second. It just debuted like last month. Oh my gosh. And it is called Killing Eve. Killing Eve is a British-made drama television series produced by Who Cares. It's based on a series of novels by Luke Jennings called the Villanelle Novels. The first season, which will be eight episodes, was ordered by BBC America on November 15th and started airing on April 8th. What is this show about? The show is about Eve Palastri, played by Sandra Oh, where my Grey's head's at. And Seattle Grace General heads out there. Y'all know Sandra Oh. I don't remember the name of the character she played. She was on that show for a long ass time. Yep. Was she Izzy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. watch it. <laughs> I watch better television. Oh. She's. 
the, do you really want it with the Shonda heads? I I I with the, with the Shonda Land <laughs> characters. I don't know. All I know is that she had some kind of love affair with a really hot doctor. Everybody was having a love affair with a really hot doctor. Oh right, that's why I didn't watch the show. <laughs> the point of the show. No, she played Christina Yang. I don't know who the fuck is he was, but who cares? Anyway, she played Christina on Grey's Anatomy. That's what you all know her from. She is not a character like that on this show. She is a desk-bound MI5 officer who begins to track down a talented sociopathic assassin named Villanelle, played by Jodie Comer, while both women become obsessed with each other. Hand up, yes? Um, so did they say sociopathic? On this? Yeah. Uh, that is the Wikipedia hmm. copy-paste. Okay. You going to parse that? Say sociopath versus psychopath. What do you? Yeah, she like enjoys killing. I'm pretty sure that's a psychopath. We're getting into it. DSM four consultation. Radio magic. Oh, Hmm. okay. So uh, psychopathy, sometimes considered synonymous with sociopathy, is traditionally defined as a personality disorder characterized by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold disinhibited and egotistical traits. There's a lot of that except for the antisocial. I don't know that I'd call her antisocial, but we can get to that in a minute. I'll give some more preamble here while Kate gets the details she needs. And a person with a a, a sociopath is a person with a psychopathic personality whose behavior is antisocial, often criminal, and who lacks a sense of moral responsibility or social conscience. Compare... Uh, psychopath origin. Okay. All right. Cool. So basically they're very similar. Yes. It's really the lack of empathy, um, on display here with this character, which is low key an issue for me, but maybe we'll get into that. Okay. So yes, this is a cat and mousey type of thing. Basically, uh, a, some sort of diplomat is a lot of, a lot of Europe hopping, bouncing throughout different countries. Mm -hmm. And where's the first one at? Tuscany. Tuscany? Is that the first one? I think so, isn't it? Some fabulous looking European city, a Bulgarian diplomat or something, works in sex trafficking. Is that what he does? Well, he like moonlights in sex trafficking. Not a great dude. No. Whatever the reason. Um, Ends up getting offed in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And MI5 is working on this or helping to work on this. And Sandra O meets up. what is it? Eve, the titular Eve, goes into a meeting late. I just want to say, first of all, I think I think her and her husband are giving Bergie and her husband a run <laughs> for most delightful televised married couple I know. Possibly. Um, although I don't have good feelings going forward, having seen more episodes oh, okay. than you have. You might already have not great feelings about it. But. We'll get into it. Um, Eve shows up late for her meeting. It's kind of looking things over and just posits out of nowhere that she thinks it's a woman. Well, she, for her coworker, Bill, she's like 10 pounds. It's a woman. Oh, she bets. It's a yeah. woman. Yeah. And then the like woman in charge is like, sorry, what did you say? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then b- before she leaves the room, she says, I said, I think it's a woman. Um, and has this, this feeling about it. For these reasons. And you also come to find out that Eve has been like on the low. It's not her job. Nobody's asked her to do this, but has no. been uh, low key, just kind of like collecting intel on. Trained assassins. Yep. And and women who murder. This is her. These are her areas of interest that she kind of does on the low. She gets. Oh, no. She can't let this go. Yeah. So there was a witness left 
in the murder of the Bulgarian diplomat yeah. that Villanelle did not notice or take notice of. And this woman is left in a uh, transferred to the UK. She's in the hospital and no one has asked her to do this. She does it on her own. She has tried to interview the witness. She says some like real like Polish slang yeah. type of thing. Um, which she then consults her husband and his bridge group, people around her bridge group, yeah, his, his bridge group, um, to get some lead on. She goes back to the hospital to try to talk to the witness again. And while she's like out of the room, we have our first encounter Yep, with Villanelle yep. and Eve. And, with a good wig. And then uh, Eve, uh, Villanelle like murders everybody in there. Yep. And as a result of this, Eve gets fired because they find out what she's been up to and kind of blame her for it. Which is? The rat looking guy, the tall rat looking guy. Yeah. Chews her out and blames her for it. And then the woman from earlier in the episode who looks like asked what Eve was talking about, uh, brings her back on in a like low key, not low key, but like clandestine underground unit. MI6. To try and track this woman. Um, I don't know the hierarchy of the British intelligence service. It's MI6. It's MI6. And it's like, we think she's killed this many people. We think she's still working. We try to, we don't think she works alone, blah, blah, blah. And hey, you're now working for me. Yeah. And we go from there as we jaunt across Europe and do jaunt across Villanelle Europe. becomes soups enamored. Yeah. Fun fact. Your boy, yeah. who we're going to talk about later, Brian Fuller, yeah. loves this show, tweets about this show all the time. Amazing. In fact, I knew that there was going to be a spoiler. I knew there was going to be a scene in episode five that I haven't seen yet where they sit around Eve's table. Yeah. Villanelle and her. And just Brian Fuller, all caps, going, you guys, I ship them so hard you don't even know. <laughs> um, Villanelle as a character. Well, maybe we'll pause that. Yeah. Okay. Hot take. Hot take. You knew about this show beforehand. I this is a this is not a thing that I was like, oh my god, this is one of my all time greats. This is something that I heard that seemed ticked a lot of boxes. Yeah, ladies. Yeah, la- both ladies doing cat and mouse. Yep. Not even a guy and a one, guy and a lady or two guys. Two yep. ladies doing mm-hmm. cat and mouse. Yep. Um, one of which is just a straight psychopath. Yep. Which you don't see that often, at least not through the lens of like a fatal attraction type man sort of yep. lens. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is involved, does a lot of the writing, has a lot of her, like, patter. Mm-hmm. You can recognize that in there. So I thought this might be something we would enjoy. I don't know that I enjoyed it as much as I was hoping to enjoy it. Right. How much were you enjoying it? Um, I have... There are some problems. It's not a real... Okay, here's the problem. Everyone keeps on calling this a cat and mouse. It's not really a cat and mouse to me. <laughs> She's not running, I guess. And there's no... I don't feel like they are on the same level. Like, I really like the Sandra O oh character, mm. but you, I'm at episode three, and she's not... She's not great at her job. She's not great at her job. And so I'm not feeling like... I'm not feeling like there's stakes, right? Like, I don't think that... I don't know why the assassin is enamored with her, if that makes any sense. Well, I... I don't know why she does anything, which is maybe the point. Yeah, maybe. But... Um, and the assassin character is, she's too, she's too, she's, she's too much. Does the show want me to find her just so compelling and. I don't know. Does the show want me to root for her? I, no, I don't think so. 
I don't know. I don't know. And then the okay. whole tutu to therapy thing. Yeah, the I just the fixation on the Eve character. Oh, what's it when someone's being too much? Extra. She's just too extra. <laughs> I just am like, eh. and that accent. What is going on? Where is she from? Where is she from? They should have just left her with the Irish accent. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. There are things that I liked and then things that I liked, but I also was like, that was weird. Like when the girl on the bus sees that guy being chased or about to die and she calls her mom. Oh, yeah. Like that was like, that was weird. <laughs> Might want to bring this up. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and I understand there's sort of like a point there and it's also supposed to be kind of funny, but in reality, you know what? I think there's not enough of a demarcation between this being like a a fan, almost fantastical type of thing mm. and and reality. Does that make any sense? Like there's no, what do they call it? Magical fiction, magical realism where there's like it blurs the line between reality and like the thing I gave you, for instance, mm. it's set in a kind of like weird fairy tale world where weird fairy tale things happen and things don't really they're not really set in a real world. Whereas this show, sometimes I don't know what they're doing and I don't know where they're going and I don't know who they want me to root for. And Sandra Oh is really mean to her husband and he just seems like a really nice guy. And that's yeah, that's. Those are like my issues, but it has to do with the, I mean, you need to separate the characters from the show. Is the show doing a good job? And it's just the characters you don't like. Um, I saw some people throw it, throw out that it's like when I first started hearing about the show, some of the takes and reviews were like, it's nice to see a woman in this position that isn't like, she's just kind of competent. She's not the Carrie Matheson homeland. Like, right. I'm, you know, like an autistic alcoholic or something, but I'm a, I'm a super genius at my job. Right. And that's why they deal with all my flaws. Like, But I want them there, there to at least be some kind of stakes. Like, she doesn't have to be, like, a super genius. She doesn't have to be Sherlock from Sherlock. <laughs> but she needs to be competent and pose some kind of threat or intrigue to this assassin. They find each, they're supposed to find each other compelling, and I don't 100% see why. Fair point. I always have somewhat of an issue with these stories with men or women. The like, it's for my job. I have to do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, Sandra, oh, you should have been out. Like, I mean, you wouldn't have a show then, but like 10 minutes in, you should have been out. Um, I think it's an episode. Episode three, her bag gets stolen. Yeah. She gets it back. And in episode three, also, her homeboy gets. Oh, oh, no. You don't even understand. So. Okay, I got to talk about this now because you brought it up. Kate didn't like that part. So, so they track second, her to Germany. Second episode, they put together the the Scooby crew, right? Like they put together the Scoobies, yes. Like, like you've got her. So she gets hired on, and they're like, you get like a tech guy, and like you can pick two people. And she's like, oh, I know the person who got fired with me, basically, and the assistant who actually is a really great character, and I really like her. Um, and she's like, great. So they've got the Scooby gang together. And then for, I don't think any particular reason, because she still, she was already interested. The, I always want to call her Villeneuve. Um, the assassin kills Bill. Yeah. 
And A, Bill should know better than to... Bill was really not good at his job. You were wearing a very telltale hat and you're also like 60 in a, in a techno club. And you, and you kind of know that she's like... Like, she looks straight back at him. Bill sussed out already. Yeah. Because there's... The thing with the, the scarf the, was good. The latest murder um, has to do with some Chinese fixer, diplomat, whatever. And they meet up with some other diplomat or Chinese government official. And he's smitten with Eve. Yeah. And wants to offer her some information, but he wants to take her to dinner first, blah, blah, blah. And they're in Germany and she's on a, she's not familiar with it, but Bill used to be. I did love the chat the two of them had in the hotel room earlier. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are these great character moments, right? Where, But, I mean, in retrospect, it's like... It reminds me of moments on Game of Thrones where, like, you know, Rob Stark had a great moment with, you know, his mom before, then, before they go to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, get your emotional investment up because he's going down. Yeah, which it, you could sort of see coming and there were some foreshadowing. I was still pissed. Um, yeah, so he walks Eve to the subway, sends her on her way, notices Villanelle, like, just laser-eyed yeah. at where Eve is. Um and about to get on the train and he stops her and then he tries to tail her from not far enough away. No. He's like literally on top of her. Yeah. Um, and then she, <laughs> the best, she goes to this, like, you know, I can't remember that. What the hell's the name of the place? I don't know. I can't remember. Cartagena or something. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like it was the name of some old city, Cassiopeia. Um, Villanelle just walks in, you know, bypasses the line, you know, gives a mean look or something <laughs> to some dude and bypasses the line. And then Bill tries it. <laughs> Like, bro, you're 60. Like, and she's like a hot young lady. Um, you are not cutting the line. And yeah. then he goes back and gets in the line. And then, yeah, they all end up in this. Bill has tried to get Eve to the club. I think I found her. I think she was following you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, yeah, she shanks Bill. A whole bunch of times. Um, everyone around them is real cash about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but episode, the next episode, so there five have aired of the eight. I have not seen five. I did see four. Um, going back to the, like, you know, levels of enamor there and how she's terrible to her husband and the, like, where she should have got out. She loses her suitcase. Yeah. After her husband has told her not to lose her suitcase. Because mm-hmm. um, she loses her, her suitcase all the time, apparently. All right. He wants her to put a tag on it. That's the thing. Right. In case she loses it. Obviously, it's been stolen by Villanelle. Uh, Villanelle loads it with, like, super expensive clothes. For some reason. Mails it back to her. Did you watch episode four? No, I... Oh, just commenting? Yeah. Um, And I feel like there was some sort of weird sculpture in it as well of, like, a skull, diamond skull or something. Like a diamond jawbone or something. Okay. And just puts a note that says, sorry, baby, on it. Um. Weird. And right as she's realizing this, that's the moment her husband walks in and she like screams at him to get to get out type of thing. It's like, no, you should be out. Yeah. Like you're done. But no, I just gotta. I'm the only one who can stop her, blah blah. Nah, son, you're not. But like how? Like what is your she has all these assassin capabilities and you're not very good at your job. Like how exactly in the three episodes I watched, there was the only thing that she was like I think she's a woman. I think she's done these killings. That has been about it. Well, when she thought that she'd seen her before. Oh, yes. Yeah. That Sorry. was her only other leap of competence. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Is Villanelle a problem? I don't I just... The accent rubs me the wrong way because I don't know where the hell she's from. Just her attitude. I just don't... Maybe it's the, it's the Canadian in me. Maybe it's the working class in me. But it's like... 
the the moment I loved the most was when she's like she's clearly feeling herself and needs to be knocked oh, down yeah. a few pegs. So when she comes home and dude like chokes her, her like handler like chokes her and puts her against the wall like because she's not supposed to do what I, she did. Yes, because she's just doing whatever the fuck she wants, and there's no reason for me to believe that they would tolerate this at whatever organization she's working for yeah would tolerate this at all she would have been put out to pasture no matter how good she is and she's apparently not that good because she left a witness in one killing um and didn't they see her at something or they had video of or was that the no that was the witness i guess she's leaving eve's name as a fake you know as a pseudonym when she's yeah so i mean I think probably both the original novels these are based on and the show itself wants me to be really invested with this, like, you know, smoldering obsession they're developing for each other, you know, type of thing. But I mean, that didn't fly for me when it was Clarice and Hannibal and it doesn't fly for me now. I don't know. I can never, I'm just not of that mindset, I guess. The only one who does it right is the, um, Batman, the animated series cartoon. Oh my God. And even then, it's super problematic. Who, 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 Batman and who? It was Joker and Harley Quinn. Oh. The original. OG. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Um, and I also don't know. I heard a, on the Chris and Andy show, they were talking about how, like, so they've already, the show's already been picked up for a second season. Okay. They've already had the, like, Pacino and De Niro in heat moment, right? Where they're like sitting around the kitchen table. um, Because in episode four, um, for reasons I don't even really understand, there's a hit put out on the rat face guy. Okay. uh, MI5. Oh. They worked with. And he has maybe even somewhat connections to the Chinese guy. Mm. um, That sort of web of intrigue. Villeneuve gets dispatched with a couple others. Including a woman she was clearly involved with in an earlier time in, in their lives. She kills both of them and the show. And the episode ends with her basically like bearing down on foot as Ratface guy uh, tries to run to where uh, Eve and the assistant are. And you just see her razor gun and blam and it goes to black. And that's the last thing I saw. But obviously everybody's fine because they're sitting around her table. But like the question of like, okay, you still got three episodes to go. What are you going to do? Where they've met they've acknowledged each other like is she just gonna chase her for like another 13 episodes like it's what you're saying it's like one she doesn't seem that good at her job yeah. two like did you pardon the phrasing did, did you blow your load already like right. now with all that comes the amazing sets though <laughs> can we talk about europe no <laughs> amazing the i i do like the like her coming, like the first time, like her coming out of the suitcase and the like party, oh, the garden right, right. party. Oh yeah. In the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that was cool. And like even the very first scene where she like tips the ice cream on the little girl, <laughs> like she's a monster. She's yeah. got problems. Um, and I think I'm fine with just having the character be a horrible human being because she's sick in the head and has obviously like had a horrible life but really likes killing people um, um we don't know anything about her life though we know like she likes killing people and like her life is amazing she lives like in this like chic french apartment and uh i will say bangs her neighbor i, I was gonna say <laughs> I, feel, I feel like everything you need to know about her is not just that she bangs her neighbor but how she bangs her neighbor yes it is the most 
passionless, mechanical, like, yeah, <laughs> just expedient. And like, there are some funny th- scenes here and there. Like, I do. Oh, and that was the other thing. In the meeting, Sandra O oh is late for. It's a Saturday, and they just got called in. She'll come in whenever the fuck she wants. Um, I greatly enjoyed the scene. I don't know what they were talking about, but she like. She asks her husband if she if he wants to have sex. Yeah, and then they get distracted and talk about something else. And she's like, "Okay, good night." Oh, right, sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, I'm, I'm actually I'm good." He's <laughs> gonna hit the head. It wasn't the thing where they're talking about how they how she'd kill him, was it? No, that was a, oh, that was a, that was earlier. Another scene. <laughs> You've clearly thought this out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, I don't I don't know quite what are we giving this show. I don't know quite what to make of. I'm gonna show. give it a seven. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. Yeah. I know there are people who are like putting this, like this in Atlanta are the best shows on television right now. Really? I've heard that a lot. Okay. Um, sidebar, Atlanta wrapped up this week. Forgot to mention the front half. It was great. Um, yeah, but seven seems fair. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to stay with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll get to it at some point. There's maybe. a lot out there. I got a lot so of movies much, to see. So much content. You know, I got Japanese reality shows to watch. Like, There's so many superhero movies coming out. <laughs> like I said, Teen Titans Go have a movie. Like, So, I mean, Phoebe, you're delightful. I adore you. But I'd rather have a second season of Fleabag. Right? I'm totally thinking that. Um, than this. I mean, make that money. Build that empire. But Yeah. More Fleabag. Anyway, that is currently airing on BBC America. If you are fortunate enough to have that channel, and if you're not that fortunate, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah. So, since we're on the topic of death, I was actually going to give Jordan Dead Like Me, which is it's it's part of the Fuller verse. Brian Fuller didn't even know it was a thing. It is a thing. All his things are connected. Um, so Brian Fuller, who I love a lot, and you love... Do I? Do you? I don't know. That's why I was sort of leaving it open-ended there. Um, but instead of Dead Like Me, I actually own Pushing Daisies. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Jordan Pushing Daisies. Because it's just it's a good springtime, summertime show, I think. Just has that fresh air to it, even though it uh, uh, came out in two thousand seven. So, t- touted, it's all Wikipedia. You can read along as usual. Um, touted as a forensic fairy tale, the series is known for its unusual visual style, eccentric production design, quirky characters, fast-paced dialogue, and grotesque situations. All stuff I love. Um, the series often uses wordplay, metaphor, and double entendre. Uh, while <clears throat> Jim Dale's narration is very similar similar to that as a, of a fairy tale. Um, technically, Pushing Daisies is an, uh, what they call an American fantasy mystery comedy drama. Uh, not on really heavy on the drama. It's too, it's too many things. <laughs> um, it was created by Brian Fuller, and it aired on ABC from October third, two thousand seven, to June thirteenth, two thousand nine. Um, the series stars Lee Pace as Ned. A pie maker with the ability to bring dead things back to life with his touch. An ability that comes with stipulations. So Um, many stipulations. (laughs) uh, Together with his formerly deceased childhood crush, Chuck. 
Anna Friel, private investigator Emerson Codd, who is like my favorite character, Chi McBride, and co-worker Olive Snook, Kristen Chenoweth. Ned uses his abilities to solve murder cases. The cast also includes Ellen Green, Sushi Kurtz, and Field Kate with Jim Dale acting as narrator, as I mentioned before. Um, you know these people by sight, but you have no idea who they are as I've as I said them. Um, so basically... Pushing Daisies uh, centers on the life of uh, Ned, who is this pie maker, um, and his store called uh, The Pie Hole, which is such a great name for a pie store. Um, and it is not doing very well. And uh, through various means, um, the de- uh, detective, Emerson Codd, um, finds out that Lee Pace can bring things back from the dead. So he kind of strikes this deal with him. Oh, and the pie, yeah, pie store is not doing very well. So he says, I, if you want to help me solve these crimes, I will give you half of the reward. So Ned goes with them. And in like their first, basically, mission, I guess you'd say it, case, um, he realizes that the dead person that he's supposed to be bringing back to life is Chuck. His child. He, he'd already been at it for a while before Chuck. Was it? He'd done a few, yeah. Oh, okay. I can't remember. It's been a while. Um, so he, but here's the thing about Ned's powers. There are stipulations. The first one being, if the person he's brought back to life is alive for more than a minute, then they stay alive and something of the same value is killed nearby. So if you are a person and you are brought back, and you're alive for more than a minute, you stay alive, but basically the person next door dies or in the room dies. To this point, he's done this once. Uh, technically twice. It was Dog and his mom. And Chuck. Before oh, so, Chuck. Oh, before Chuck, yes. So the other part of this is that he cannot touch that person again once he's brought them back to life. Because if he does, they will die forever. Yes. And he cannot bring them back. This is tragically discovered when his mom dies of a brain aneurysm. And he brings her back to life with his, uh, with his new powers he didn't know he had. Which X's out Chuck's dad. Who lives in the house across the way. And then when his mom kisses him goodnight, dies forever. Blam. So both of their parents are dead thanks to his powers. So he tries to be very careful with them, kind of. I mean, he does use it for bringing... All the time. He does use it all the time. Hey, if I had powers, i use them all the time, too. Um, anyway, so they go in this case. He realizes it's Chuck who he has to bring back, and he cannot kill her. And so the weird funeral director dies instead. Yep. Yep. And he cannot touch her. But they still live in love. Problem. Um, and then they all do cases together and it's amazing. That's basically all you need to know with the show. Did I cover everything? Uh, more or less. Okay, great. So Jordan, didn't you love it? The show is so, this plot is so convoluted. It's not convoluted. It is so convoluted. Brian Fuller, why can't you, why do you always have to put fucking, you're not just putting peanut butter in the chocolate you're putting. <laughs> Did I say this about fucking Wonderfalls? Like. Possibly. <laughs> just too, too many veggies in the gumbo. Like. Can you have too many veggies in the gumbo? Yes, really? you can. It's not a gumbo. It's a salad. Uh, just the rule. Also, Chuck is real nonchalant about this whole thing. Yeah. He's been living with it for a while. 
No, Chuck is real nonchalant. Oh, oh sorry. I keep. I always forget. So Brian oh, Ned Fuller, is Ned is definitely nonchalant <laughs> about it. Brian Fuller has this thing where he names his female characters whatever their name is. It shortens to something male. Mm. So hers is I can't remember Charlotte. Is it Charlotte? Yeah. Um, Charlotte Charles. Yeah, uh, Charlotte Charles. Um, it's Chuck um, for Dead Like Me. Uh, Georgiana is George. Um, Wonder Falls. I can't remember. It was like Fred. I think. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, so. But besides that, it's such great, a, wasn't such it? Such a convoluted premise. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just needed to go into this much more in mind of like the fairy tale type aspect of it. Yeah. Because if you're trying to make sense of this show not under that context, yeah, it's a disaster. Isn't it a disaster? <laughs> kind of. It isn't. It's a fairy Kinda. tale. Kind of. This dialogue? It's super fast. Caitlin? It's so good. Caitlin? <laughs> Hey, I didn't give you Gilmore Girls. It is Gilmore Girls adjacent. <laughs> there were definitely some some patter moments in there where I was like, just fucking, just shut up. I can't. Just shut up. I just, can't help it. You can't follow. Just say it in one sentence. Just shut up. God damn. How do you get that much story in such a short amount of time unless you speak really quickly? Mm. Also, you still pining for a girl you met when you were nine to that degree? Yeah. First love. Girl. What? girl what it's romantic it's a fairy tale jordan oh my god a modern fairy tale and just oof some of that cgi again when was the show made 2007 2007 yeah it ages so she, well she should have held out for more money what um i will say anna friel is delightful yep i enjoy her i also enjoy her costume designer <laughs> yes <laughs> You know me, I'm a, ever since the Queens, I'm like a real sucker for a woman who just walks around in heels all the time for no reason. Because so. she looks good in them. Chuck wants to walk around in little 50s housewife-esque uh, sundresses and heels. I'm here for it. And eat cheese from her cheese fridge. <laughs> cheese box. Cheese box, It's called yes. a cheese box. Um, <laughs> put it this way. I understand all the reasons why this show is beloved to you. Yes. Which are exactly the same reasons why it will not be beloved. To oh, me. come on. It is so much fun. Everybody's having a good time. <laughs> but you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone but me. Uh, and just, I can't. Every time I settle into one of these, I'm like. Wait, this this is the Hannibal dude? Like <laughs> yes. This is the Star Trek Discovery dude? We were real excited when this guy started working on stuff and Yeah. He made pushing daisies and wonderfuls. Amazing. Oh man, just, He's only forty seven or something. I mean, there's shouts for being prolific, I guess, but yeah, I really don't even there was a lot of sweeping that started happening while this show was on. Oh in the background. Oh. Um, I am hurt. I'm flummoxed. It's it's murder she wrote for young people. Yeah, it is. It's basically what it is. It's it's trying to be somewhat macabre and yeah, but like with fun and like I sparkles. Mean, <laughs> so many sparkles. Uh, I did LOL when they were in the funeral home and uh, kept bumping into corpses. <laughs> he was like staggering backwards and bumping into people. <laughs> They'd be like, "What? What? Where am I?" Uh, <laughs> Or do not resuscitate. Do you people understand? Not understand. Um, but like, also, how much money are the police? 
giving out for <laughs> murder rewards. A lot. <laughs> Apparently, that if this is a sustainable business model for yeah. for Emerson, who likes to knit. I did enjoy that detail. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are correct. He is the best. He is the best character, and uh, and I like that he. Chi Chi McBride, the guy who plays him, is. I mean, he's been good in a bunch of stuff. Um, Yes, and he hates (laughs) hates Chuck. He's like, why is she here? Hates that she's around. Um, Yeah, not being able to touch somebody. Yeah, whatever Gambit and Rogue have led you to believe, not a sustainable model for a relationship. It totally is. Mm -mm. It's yes, it absolutely is. It's totally like a. Um, a different type of spin on someone who is like asexual. Oh, he's going to be setting up a side relationship with Kristen Chenoweth. Like, no, he's mad not. Soon. Just you know, no dude's got needs. No, not Ned. Even, even in the fuller verse, he just needs pie and <laughs> to hold Chuck's hand <laughs> through a bee suit. Pie man's got to got to bust that nut every once in a while. No, I guess if she wears a rubber glove, that can still work. See, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Not acceptable on Kristen Channel with this fine. Um, I don't even know, man. Three episodes of this show. It's very much a, it's, it is a weekly television procedural, I guess. It's not, not a lot of overarching, uh, overarching plot here. I did enjoy that by episode three, although she gets over it real fast. Yeah. Chuck kind of has a problem with like, wait a minute, someone died because I'm living? Yep. Well, Got to resolve this by the by after the third ad break, so <laughs> I guess I'm cool with it. And it's like, I'd do it again. You got to move past these things. I met you when I was nine. <laughs> it is romantic. <laughs> I'm for you ever since. It's a fairy tale. Caitlin? Yeah. If a dude <laughs> you met when you were nine yeah. rolled up on you today. It'd be super <laughs> creepy and weird, but I don't live in a fairy tale where everyone is like super vibrantly colored. And I can wear heels all the time. Fairy tales are stupid. Pretty dresses. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If I gave Killing Eve a seven, I have to give this a six and a half. Six and a half? I like Killing Eve better than this. (sighs) All right. Going by by math. It wasn't a three. So. It's not a three. It works as a television series. It's just Brian Fuller, apparently, at least early in his career, is not interested in making television series that appeal to me at all. I bet he's a Murder, She Wrote fan. Oh, I guarantee you he is a Murder, She Wrote fan. Yeah. I'm a fucking loves Murder, She Wrote. I almost want to watch Hannibal. I'm like, I know I haven't, I know people are like all about Hannibal and I've never watched it, but I feel like I need to watch it now just to make sure that like, I don't know, are they're fucking like... <laughs> talking ceramic rabbits or something in Hannibal that I don't know about? Like, Who knows? What, what, what fullerness did you bring to Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter that I don't know? You're allowed to do different things. Okay, this is now three, though. This is Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies. Yeah. And I haven't even seen Dead Like Me, but I'm willing to guess. Dead Like Me, and he did Glee. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brian Fuller created Glee. He did not. Ryan Murphy created Glee. Oh, never mind. The guys from Nip Tuck created Glee. Oh. I thought, because I thought, oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> that makes it sad, kind of. Well, no, because I thought you that... You created Glee? Because, like, the first couple episodes of Glee are great. Oh, I love the... <laughs> sidebar in the Glee talk. Uh, first pilot of Glee. Pilot yeah. of Glee, I will give. I was like, we hate pilots. It's a great pilot. Yeah. And it um, was tons of fun. And it much was Much more acerbic and kind of dark. And, and weird. Yeah. And then it goes into, like, everybody hold each other's hands. Everybody hold each other's hands. It's hey. a safe spot for everyone. Hey, Iowa. Which is... Gay people are okay. Fine. Except... 
that's not what I feel like the the show was supposed to be about. I just remember like the first opening scenes having to do with like why does Finn love music because his dad the weird like groundskeeper used to sing Journey like yeah. while he was like watering the lawn. I have heard that on the influence of the Nip Tuck gentleman, yeah, who created Glee. Uh, Nip Tuck was always like a much darker acerbic yeah. show about plastic surgeons. It was not the Ryan Murphy end that brought all that into it. Okay. It was the other dude. And then he kind of lost interest and veered off somewhere. And that's how you got the more saccharine type of stuff that, yeah, that the feel goodsy type of stuff that Ryan Murphy was into. Which we don't want feel feels good unless it involves dead bodies. <laughs> I appreciate that at least there is a character like Emerson who <laughs> is at least willing to be like, y'all are fucking nuts. Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> he calls her dead girl all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he refuses to call her by her name. Um, I don't know what this side plot with Kristen Chenna with and the dude selling the fucking snake oil salesman, selling essential oils out of a... Yeah. <laughs> who fixes the espresso machine. Yeah. And uh, Chuck is now sending pies to... Her aunts. Her aunts with antidepressants in them. Yep. That seems odd. <laughs> she wants them to have a better life. You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? <laughs> what, what is it, Jordan? <laughs> I like odd. A lot of this just struck me as clumsy odd. It's like odd kind of shoehorned in. It's like too odd. There is no such thing as too odd. Yes, there is. It's clumsy odd. It's like they're about you could stop after three things having to do with the ants. Yeah. Synchronized swimmers. Yep. Eye patch. Yeah. Their clothing choices. That's enough. What? Instead they have like fucking Dead and live birds everywhere. They call the fridge a cheese box and only store cheese in it. And now they they hate the, you know, shut-ins. Sorry, not the clothes. The shut-ins. Shut-ins, <laughs> synchronized swimmers, eye patch. That's it. That's all you needed. That's that's enough odd. It's, no. So Brian Fuller just wants to be like, meh, fuck it. There's nothing odd about synchronized swimming or so, eye patches. Smoothie curds, you're wearing a turban all the time. <laughs> Head wrap. 90% of the time. Also, you call the fridge a cheese box. Also, birds everywhere. Why not? <laughs> Cheese boxes are... This is not... We need more odd. Not odd enough. Not odd enough. And I'm like, homie, you just just chill with the odd. No. (laughs) The same thing with Wonderfalls. It was like, okay, directionless girl who works in a gift shop at Niagara Falls. That was enough. No, it's not. She's to talk to souvenirs that anthropomorphize and come to life. That's the whole point of the show. It's a little little too much. It's the whole point of the show. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) 6.5. It's not enough. More odd. Give me more odd. Need it. You know what? American gods. You know what? You know what? American gods. <laughs> Poke me. American gods. Not odd enough. Not odd enough. You know what? What? I'm going to try to out-odd you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? That's my goal. It's my goal for August Watch Rama. I'm going to make something so odd to Caitlin that yeah. she's just going to she's gonna admit that some things are too odd. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. do it, y'all. Nope. Stay tuned. Since it's, it's our ongoing, we've we've never had an ongoing uh, narrative for the show to this point. No. Don't get Caitlin to admit that sometimes things are too odd. Well, now I need a goal, and that's for you to figure. That's to come organically. Oh man. Think about it on your two-hour train ride home. No, I'm going with my mom's. Oh, because oh, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Well, it's gonna be late, but you should probably, if you've forgotten, if you didn't call your mom <laughs> this weekend, you fucking up. You totally you fucked need to up. Pick up the phone immediately. Anyway, on that note. Yeah. I believe this is where we will take our leave. I believe it is. Um, if you want to get 
at us, as the kids say. Um, you can go to any of our socials, uh, our Twitter or Instagram at GeekDownPod, our Gmail account, GeekDownPod at gmail.com, yeah. and our um, old-timey... <laughs> Not bringing up the Toto again. <laughs> okay. Old-timey uh, uh, media outlet. You want to do a few la- through, through laps? You want to do a few laps through the... Uh... The, Just trying to warm up your joints the empty, for the day. The empty mall of, <laughs> of social media. Um, then can't come on by to our Facebook uh, group or our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. Um, we reside there. We just yell at people on our lawn <laughs> and um, making pies. Make pies. God, I want a pie now. Anyways. Yeah. Pies over cake. Pies over cake. Absolutely. Going on that hot take for the day. Pies over cake. Come, come, come at us. We want you to. You disagree? You're wrong. We'll be happy to tell you you're wrong. So we are going to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us as you do every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we'll see you next week. Scoop de whoop. By Kanye West. Poop a de scoop. Scoop de de whoop. Poop poop. Poop. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> Skirt. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Poop is not that, so I learned to, not that far removed from skirt. I learned to say skirt finally instead of skirr. S- skirt. Skirt. I'm going to go back and listen to that. I, I forgot it was there. 